Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Once I think, remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, I mean. yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And this podcast is a work shoot that turned into a real shoot that's totally a work that became a shoot. So, uh, I just want to know what you're doing on September 19th around 2 p.m. You want to hang out with the reigning, defending, homebrew champion of the Berg? Well, you can. At the Homebrew and Chill, it's scheduled to kick off at All Saints Brewing Company on September 19th when 20 homebrewers fill the event with over 60 different beers. VIP general admission and designated driver tickets are still available, but the stock is low. So head over to Eventbrite, that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot com, and search out Homebrew plus sign Chill, and make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, we are back. I'm back. COVID-free. I'm so happy. I'm COVID-free, but Adam's a fucking champion. Yeah. I, I'm i so excited to be sitting across from the man of the duo of Bash Brew that took home the W. Tortuga in Fuego will be on taps at Penn Brewery. I don't know when it's going to happen, and we'll make sure we announce it. But just so you know, all is right with the world. Adam, you must be feeling like a million bucks right now. I feel like when the Miz won the world championship, like I didn't quite <laughs> deserve it, but I'm happy it happened. Um yeah, I I mean going into that tour, I'm I'm not even trying to be overly humble or anything. I was just trying to win the smoked bear category because there were two really really steep, uh, really good smoked beers I was against from friends of the podcast and friends of the brewery. Um, so yeah, I was just happy. I thought I just won the smoked category when they announced it, and I was like, oh no, you just won the whole <laughs> fucking thing with it. It's like, oh yeah, guess what? Now you get to go on a commercial setup, and everyone's going to be able to grab your beer. I don't know, man. I, I got emotional when I found out. Of course, I couldn't be there. But when you let me know, I got a little emotional. And it, But you deserve it, man. You work really hard on this. And you just deserve it, man. So congratulations again. And I can't wait to see how this plays out and what it can bring to you. So congratulations again. Thank you. And I just want to say, Jojinator did really well, too. But there were some killer fucking IPAs at this event. Um, killer beers in general. Just really good stuff. A lot of new faces. Uh, with new beers, and they were good. Yeah. Um, so, competition's uh, going to be steep th- in the coming years, but I'm yeah. ready. Looks like everyone's up in their game up. But thank you to everyone who came out to support during the first stop on the Bash Brew Beer Fest Tour of 2021. Please don't forget, as the promo stated, we are going to be out at All Saints Brewing Company for the Home Brew and Chill event uh, on September 19th. So, please check out, uh, you can check out our socials for links to the tickets, or you can just check it out on um, on Facebook. I think they have their own Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Home Brew and Chill. And I'll be, I'll be pushing it on the Bash Brew page and the Decaying with the Boys page really hard. Yeah, uh, starting this weekend. So. We really want to get everyone back out there. Um, just a lot of fun seeing everybody and trying our stuff and talking with brewers again and just seeing how, like, I think everyone that was on lockdown during COVID just figured out how to step their game up entirely. Uh, it's cool, man. It's Pittsburgh is becoming a brew mecca. We're starting to get there. We're starting to get recognized a lot for that. And I think it really is on display at the homebrew events because you're seeing the the brains that can do whatever they want what they bring to the table and how it influences the pro brewers. So 
it's just an exciting time, yeah. man. Yeah. So, um, Adam, my understanding is since you're like all industry and stuff now, that you've been able <laughs> you've been able to go out there and procure for us some delicious beers that we're going to be sampling throughout uh, this episode. So, if you could please let us know for round beers one, round one beers, however you want to say it, round one beers, put them together, round one beers. What are we drinking? So today for round one and round two, we will be featuring beers that will be at the Barrel and Flow Fest uh, next Saturday, September 11th. Um, this is a, a really important beer fest for Pittsburgh, a really important beer fest for the world, uh, and I'm not overstating it. Uh, the goal of this is to pair brewers with black artists or black breweries with black artists. They, they feature african-americans from every field from baking to artwork to crafts to uh holistic medicine i've even seen musicians are there um and then some of the best black breweries in the country are coming um it's a it's a great event it, i'm very proud that pittsburgh has it i'm very uh proud of ed and day putting this together years ago and turning it into what it is today uh and this year they're doing a whole if you have vip tickets you have a whole weekend of plans uh september 10th 11th and 12th but the main event is the 11th um with a beer fest and some great music and some cool artists to check out and uh just a lot of interesting people to talk to um so i'm excited but for beer number one we have mindfuls collab for the event and they did theirs with royally fit which nice. is a holistic uh medicine and like health center here yeah. in pittsburgh so the mindful beer is perfection of wisdom it's cool dude. and it is a new england ipa yeah uh and it's uh heavily features centennial hops they said they used whole cone centennial on this oh wow um and you should definitely get some notes of some juicy like pineapple and orange out of it so yeah let's see what we think and again too barrel and fat Barrel and Flow Fest. Sorry, guys. Barrel and Flow is kicking off that weekend in September, 10th, 11th, and 12th. And if you want to find out how to get tickets, you can just search out Barrel and Flow. Actually, you can just Google it. It's, it's getting so big now where it's just it, – there's national backing to it, as it should be. Yeah. Um, so just search it out. Get your tickets. It's a fantastic event, and it's super important right now. We need to progress further as a craft beer industry, and this is a great step forward in doing that. Yeah, it's nationally known. And I heard a recent interview with Day on Hop Nation USA where he's talking about it becoming internationally known uh there's like there's interest from japan there's interest from india about how do we do this in our in our country that's it's incredible like, yeah, it's it's uh really cool jesus and it's man. all it all stemmed from right here in pittsburgh thanks to his hard work like yeah it, it makes it makes pittsburgh a destination for something other than sports which i yeah. think is important absolutely yeah we need to be more than just a football town yeah. we need to be we need to be a beacon of change, and I think it starts here with this. So, But to go back to the beer, you're right. Super, super punchy, super earthy. This is a great beer. You really get that Centennial, man. It smells like over-ripened orange juice, yes. like right off the aroma. And then, yeah, very bitter. Um, not going to lie, maybe my favorite mindful brew I've ever had. Yeah. This is really good. It's a bitter boy i love it and it has enough juicy notes at the end and like i always say it has the hook at the end like you want to have more and i think that's especially with the new england you want to have that like i like the lays potato chip idea like i got i can't just have one i gotta have more so and i think it achieves that 
you know, this beer achieves that uh, very well. And you're, I could, I could agree. Best mindful I think I've had. Yeah, you get a really strong uh, dry resin right at the end. Yeah, that, like dries out your mouth again, so you want to go back into yeah. more. It, it's yeah, it's quite delightful. Yeah. So thank you again to Mindful. This is a great collab, and I look forward to seeing uh, the other beers that we have to feature out. So, and also I did not mention six point two is the abv on this one so not gonna crush you it's a yeah. decent sipper the lighter of our two today yes <laughs> the other one i'm like because of who i am and what i consume i'm super excited for the second one so uh things that i wasn't excited for was the woodley versus paul uh boxing card that took place uh this past weekend uh on the 29th of august so just off the rip we tied on bets of doom adam we tied but Here's my offer to you because we're going to celebrate a lot of things today. I want to, and we split this. I want to just move this to the next bets of doom and play double down. That's fair enough. Okay. I'll accept that challenge. So here's the problem though, because since you've just agreed to it, I'm going to tell you what the punishment is. So, you know, the stakes are high. Okay. So if you remember an episode or two ago, we talked about the Mount Rushmore of pumpkin spice crap that we would bring to a friend's house to consume, right? Yeah. So the loser has to consume those things. Uh, like all of them or just what we the four we put up? The four we put up. Okay. Now, one will have to change around because I don't think anyone's going to be able to bring lube and consume no, it. No, I don't think lube made our... It didn't? No, it didn't. It should have. But if it didn't... Okay, so we'll go back and we'll see... Uh, what made the top four and the loser, unfortunately, has to consume these things. So I'm going to have to be on my Amazon game. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be might, a tough one. I want to back out. <laughs> no backing out. You shook my hand, kind of. <laughs> Verbally. <laughs> Verbally. So let's break down this card real quick. Um, let's do it. It was actually a, a decent card. There weren't too many surprises here. So let's start. Uh, they actually didn't put the one fight on there that we talked about uh, in the result. They kind of just like swept it under the rug. It was the man with four names getting his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't like it. was so bad that they didn't even put it on like CBS well, or anything. We both didn't pick him. So no, we both didn't yeah, pick him. So we won that him. one. So let's just say whatever man with four names, go be a man with four names. So we'll start off with the cruiserweight fight. It was Tommy Fury taking on Anthony Taylor uh, for a four round bout. Uh, I can only tell you that this match was boring. Uh, Fury just ducked and dodged a lot while Taylor tried to throw furious overhands. He was completely unprepared for this fight. And Tommy Fury just kind of like landed significant shots, danced around a little bit, and took a two unanimous decision for most significant shots at the end of four rounds. Nothing exciting. Yeah, here. short and boring. Yeah, short and boring. Um, but yeah, that I hear coming out of that, Tommy Fury might line up to go against, not to spoil what happens in the main event, but yeah. everybody already knows, yeah. against Jake Paul in the future. Yeah. Which, I mean... Seems like probably a good opponent for Jake Paul since it's a boxer, but he's yeah. obviously not super skilled yet. <laughs> it's like a boxer, but a boxer of Ben Askren's <laughs> ilk. <Yeah. laughs> so that's, then he'll be like, I fought a real boxer, so what now? Like, you didn't, though. Because if you could, I'd like you to fight any one of these two gentlemen out of this next match because Montana Love took on Ivan Baranchik in a light welterweight bout where... This is where I took home my first W because Montana Love defeated Ivan uh, by TKO uh, in the seventh round, three minutes in. So kind of we were talking about this when we were breaking it down. And you you were right that Ivan definitely had the um, the charisma of it, like the, the skill, the back end of it. He definitely had a good fight plan coming in. 
but I truly think Montana, if you went skill for skill, Montana is not going to match up with Ivan. But Montana's gas tank, his youth, yeah. and then that excitement for the first pay-per-view for him carried him. It was, it was age over experience. Absolutely. Which we both agreed. Like, either he's going to have the butterflies or he's going to flourish. Yeah. And you bet flourish, I bet butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, you win. <laughs> I, t- I, took a, I took a leap here because usually I don't really bet on rookies. Uh, because usually I like to rely on veterans, but Ivan fell victim to Montana Love's power and his youth. Um, I'd love to see what Montana does next. I think he has a, a bright future here, especially taking out a, a legend like Ivan Baranchik. Um We'll just see what happens from here. Good luck to Ivan. I think he's hanging him up. I think this is one of his swan it's, song Yeah, matches. He's, he was uh, pretty sure, at least going into the fight, that this might be it for him. Yeah. So. And what a good way to go out, man. You didn't go down like a punk. You went down swinging. It was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, Montana like our, Love. Like our next fight. Yeah. Oh, our next fight. Uh, amazing that they left this one on uh, at the heavyweights. Mr. Daniel Dubois, because I'm going to call him what you call him because he fucking destroyed <laughs> Joe Cusimano. Uh, TKO in the first round under a minute. I mean, <laughs> old swinging bricks daniel came flying out of the corner and decimated kusamano decimated there's no other way to say it no yeah just killed him <laughs> dismantled him there was no way that kusamano had any answers for anything and dubois was bringing to uh the fight here big 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 applause for daniel in this one you came out with a good fight plan which was i'm gonna go fucking crazy and just knock this dude out and it worked so yeah, uh, I don't know. It's not really a test, though. I think Dubois didn't really get tested in no. this fight. So give him somebody else. Yeah, give him somebody else. Give him somebody else with a better chin and maybe a better fight plan. <laughs> maybe. Mm. Uh, so we move on to a match that has come under some scrutiny, I think, for some reason. Uh, but Amanda Serrano took on uh, Yamalith Maricado uh, with Serrano defeating Maricado by unanimous decision at the end of 10 rounds. Um I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, too, that if Yamalith had good defense, she could survive right. the distance. And she did. She, she ate shots. Let's not get it twisted. But Serrano couldn't get in tight enough to, um, to terminate, to, to completely end this fight. Maricotta had a good fight plan. The unfortunate nature is, is Serrano's offense was so significant that uh, Yamalith could not get in any offense of her own. Yeah, eating critical shots at critical times and not being able to mount much of an offense. Yeah, and and the decision to me made sense. But there are some people saying that Serrano shouldn't have won as many rounds as she did. Um, but if but you look if, back at the fight. I yeah, mean, I mean, okay, yeah. she should have won six instead of seven. Like, she's yeah. still, still a UD. Like, yeah. still. There's no doubt in my brain that Serrano dominated that fight. Uh, America, I, I mean... If we had time to go through a round by round, we might see there's some indiscrepancies here. But when you look at the, if you look at it how most casual fans look at the highlights, Serrano's throwing bombs and yeah. Mercado's covering up and just can't and just couldn't throw, couldn't yeah. throw. Yeah, I give a lot of credit to Yamalith Mercado's chin because she ate some significant shots and didn't go down. So we move on to the main. Uh, <laughs> We move on to the main event here. So Tyron Woodley took on Jake Paul, who sucks fun Fetty Cox in his mom's basement. Thanks, Adam, for the edit. <laughs> Got it. Did that last night. <laughs> so Jake Paul, if you don't know by now, defeated Tyron Woodley by a split decision at the end of eight rounds. Um, this was, I, I hate to say it, 
the right decision. Uh, Jake Paul quite literally showed that he is a boxer fighting a guy who's an MMA fighter. Tyrone Woodley, if, I t if Tyrone Woodley had the next step in his boxing, he would have dismantled Jake Paul. But Jake Paul, despite the fact not as strong as Tyrone Woodley or has the same gas tank as Tyrone Woodley, he knows how to finish. And that's what you saw here. Lots of setup from Tyrone Woodley to lead in. So, like, for instance, Tyrone's jab would expose Jake Paul's open guard. But Tyrone didn't know how to come back in with his right. So he would expose Jake Paul to have a critical shot. But then have nothing to follow it up. Nothing to follow up because he's not used to that. He's used to jab, jab, shoot in for a takedown. Right. And you can see the hesitation in Tyrone Woodley. That's not to say Tyrone fought a bad fight. He fought a fight like he would fight a fight if he was an MMA fighter. Again, going back to the whole... And took it to a split decision. Yeah. So it's not like he got dominated. Not at all. Not at all. He just didn't know how to finish his combinations. He didn't know how to get in for a critical shot. So I give a lot of credit to Jake Paul uh, in this match because he he just showed that he, between these two, is a more complete boxer. Not a complete fighter. A complete boxer in Tyron Woodley. I, I still believe that Jake Paul is given an amateur boxer that's hungry enough. He's going to get eaten alive someone who can finish those shots after exposing him but i tell you what though jake paul big kid he yeah. looked big man he's looking like he's in pretty good shape uh tyron woodley is no slouch either he looked like he was shredded you could tell they both worked really hard for this match and they put on a good show i mean it was great and then at the end to wholesome me i really liked it where jake paul's mom and tyron woodley's mom embraced in the ring because there was a lot of back and forth about people in each other's camps talking to each other's each each fighter's mothers which i don't like that at all so it was nice to see they put that all aside and they hugged in the ring and it was a good payday for everybody everyone made a shit ton of money off of this so did showtime um but i want to see what jake paul does next i'm intrigued now i'm intrigued i want to see if woodley gets that tattoo he won't he won't. There's no way because he respects himself way too much. And he didn't get decimated. No. So I wouldn't get a tattoo of anybody on me who couldn't knock me down. I saw the after – I was watching the after uh, fight interviews and Paul's like, oh, I got a tattoo artist right here. If you if you tattoo it, <laughs> if you tattoo it now, you can get a rematch. I mean, that's a smart play on his part. I mean, it's, if one thing you can't – you can't deny that Jake Paul can really sell a fight. Right. He, I mean – he took, like, Nate Robinson. Who the fuck wants to see Nate Robinson box? Nobody. But then they sold, like, 500,000 pay-per-views. Right. So, I mean, like, he made them want to watch Nate Robinson fight. So, yeah. That's why I think that Fury fight is going to kind of make sense because he's a reality TV yeah. star, I guess. I don't watch whatever show he was on. Um, but then he's also from the Fury family. So, like, the marketing team has an easy push with that. I mean, as far as, like, low-level boxers, that might be your way to go i also heard waiting in the wings possibly for next year is nate diaz oh, i would love to nate diaz has like which i would uh i'll actually pay money yeah. to watch that he has that like i mean he's quite literally like the laid back boston like i'll just jab you over a sam adams kind of body language and he has a chin made out of diamonds <laughs> he yeah he looks like one of the heads on easter island yeah he doesn't go down he takes all these... You have to literally kill the Diaz brothers to stop them, and no one's done it yet. Even in their losses, it's a bloodbath. Every loss those Diaz brothers have had in MMA, it has been a bloodbath. So, hey man, Jake Paul, if you really want to see if you can knock somebody down, give it a whirl with old Nick Diaz. Old Funfetti.
could you imagine the promos between those two? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It'd be sick. Oh, God. So we move on to a card that I cannot wait to see. So we're going to look at All Out uh, from AEW, which goes on. We're recording here on Saturday on the 4th, and it goes off on Sunday the 5th. And this card is stacked, and there are surprises waiting in the wings. Tony Khan has promised an overabundance of just completely incredible debuts. Um, tons of rumors here, but we're going to go through the card. We're not doing Bet to Doom. We're not going to do it on this one. I want to save that, but I just want to go through this card and see what you think, okay? Sounds good. So we got a buy-in. So we should say, too, there was a buy-in before where it was going to be the Casino Battle Royale between uh, – there's 21 women – uh, they're going to fight for a spot to take on the AEW champion, and that has been pushed to the main card because, um, what was it, Pac and uh, Andrade, that that match has been pushed to Rampage due to some injuries and travel concerns for Pac. Yeah. So, great match. It's going to be a fantastic match on Rampage, but it's not going to be featured on All on all, out, all, all Out. So, All Out had to get, go All In, that's what I was trying to say. And they moved, um, like I said, the Casino Battle Royal into the main card, but they put the buy-in match here. It's a 10-man tag team match. So we're going to see uh, the best friends comprised of Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Jurassic Express with so Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and, of course, our little buddy Marco Stunt, taking on the Hardy family office. It's Matt Hardy, Private Party, which is Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, uh, and the hybrid too, which is Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, I can tell you right now, I wish I could take this match and take like sections of it out. Yeah. Like one whole team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, half of the other. <laughs> I want to take out Jurassic Express. Gone. I'd rather it just be best friends versus Jurassic Express. That would be great. Yeah. They put on great matches. Yeah. But I would say if I could really break this down, I would like to take Jurassic Express out and I would take out Private Party and then run from there. See, I don't. Um, like, I I don't like Jack Evans either. So, like that whole team is tough for me. Yeah. Well, I like Angelico, man. I do like Angelico. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you look at this, you got to know uh, that the the baby faces are going to take this home. They're, I would think so. Yeah. Since it's just a buy-in match, it's a big ten-man right kerfuffle. Um, I think the I like that word. <laughs> I think the, <laughs> that's the best thing I could use to describe it. Yeah, I think the faces are going to go over. Um, of course, they're pushing Orange Cassidy. They're pushing Jungle Boy right now real hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they take the win. It's weird, though, because Orange Cassidy's in that weird setup with Matt Hardy right now. That, yeah, I don't know what... I don't know what they're doing right there. Just buying time, I guess. It would be way cooler if Orange Cassidy was tied up with Angelico. Yep. I think that'd be a way cooler. Because Angelico is such a devious heel, and he has all those submission holds that he's... I mean, I've never seen him do the same submission hold twice. Like he just like busts out new stuff all the time, so it'd be cool to watch Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy and Helico to go after it. So we'll we'll see what develops out of this one. I'm sad the blade didn't make it in for the I am too for the Hardy party, uh, the Hardy family office. Yeah, <laughs> well, I like the Hardy party. Like, yeah, that's the Hardy party. <laughs> I just like that Matt Hardy just buys all these people. Like no one sees that as weird. He just keeps throwing money at people. Who was the Hardy party? There'd be a lot of nose drugs. <laughs> A lot of matches against Sting that won't air again from TNA. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th they moved the Casino Battle Royale, of course, like I said, uh, the Women's Casino Battle Royale. It's going to be, and here's a long list of names here, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conte, Di Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikiro Shida, Emi Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, Leela Hirsch, Kylan King, Abaddon, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Anna J, Rio, Sky Blue, and one woman to be announced. 
which I mean, I think we both know it's going to be. Good last minute editing getting all those women because I, I knew that uh, Abaddon and the little the, the Hirsch, I knew they just got added. Now you threw them in the notes. It's because I care. <laughs> You're a good man. <laughs> uh, so we, well, I think for this one, we should say who we think is going to win and who we think the mystery woman is. Okay. Um, I think the winner of this one, if I had to like, if I had to really pick someone who needs a push at this point, you're going to look at Ty Conti. I think Ty Conti is going to take this one. Um, I think she's. Go- it's going to be down to her and Hikiro Shida uh, because you're going to want to see Shida kind of pass the torch on to Conti. <sighs> you're a dumb-dumb. I'm not a dumb-dumb. No, keep going. I'm not a dumb-dumb. You're a dumb-dumb. And then I think the woman to be announced is uh, Ruby Soho. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah, I could see. I th- I think you're right. I think it is Ruby Soho coming in as the surprise entrant here because it just with the winner of this getting a title shot. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for her to insert herself right into the title picture right. later on in the evening. Um, so I agree with you there, um, but I totally disagree with who's going to win this match. That's it's okay. Thunder Rosa, ten out of ten. Mm-mm. She just got beat down by two people on. Uh, what the fuck's their show called? Dynamite. Yeah, Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, one of their. So four she's going to avenge. <laughs> she's going to avenge. Uh, avenge that and yeah. win. Because I mean, they're going to want to rewind back that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa magic now that she signed, and now that Britt has the title. So I think they're going to go to that program next. Let me tell you why I think you're wrong, and not because I think that you're dumb. And I don't want to think that. I, want oh, you I to- think you're an idiot for who yeah. you're picking. You're a dumb, dumb, dumb. Wow, thanks. So what I think I want to see happen here, and I think it would be a smart move for them. They bring in Ruby Soho. They have her feud with Thunder Rosa. That way you don't have either one of them win. You, you leave that to go, and then you can have all roads going through Sheeta to get to the championship. So you can build that Britt Baker rematch while Britt Baker then goes through to dismantle some of these other girls that are on here. Like Jade Cargill, she has to pin Jade because Jade's talking all that shit. She has to go through Penelope Ford, unfortunately, and she has to go through Red Velvet again. She has to. Who has to go through Red Velvet again? Britt Brit Baker. No. Britt Baker. I'm telling you, man. Up until Red Velvet face planted herself last week. True. Oh, poor thing. I think she'd done for a while. I th- yeah. Red Velvet's going to stick with Hater for a while, I think. Yeah. I think that's just going to be cool. like a side program. And let's not forget about Anna Jay. She's got to get back in the mix, too, here eventually. She was catching, that's true. She's catching fire before she before she got injured. So. That's true. That's, a big, that's actually a big return that kind of went under the radar. She's yeah, coming back. Very much so. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here. I don't think I'm dumb. I think you're dumb. I, th- I think they're going to introduce uh, women's tag belts, and Anna Jay and Ty Conte are going to take the tag belts. That would be cool. I would really enjoy that. So I think I think Conte has other plans. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve a shot at the title. She just doesn't deserve it over Thunder Rosa right now. I think the Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker feud is still in the back of everybody's minds. It and, is. And oh, you yeah. can just light that up right away for you can. Uh, full gear. If you wanted to. Yeah. But I think you could have a little hitch on the way. I think you could like have... You know, some build up, have some interference going on, have a, have a little more of like the the heel versus the anti hero. That's what you want because Thunder Rosa is not a face; she's an anti hero. That she's not a baby face. You could say the same about Brit, though. I mean, Brit is Brit, definitely booked as a, a heel, heel, but she's over, she's, she's over. As fuck, man, she's super over. But all of her shit, she's a heel. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. But I, I'd love to see it. Well, um, onto a match where we will agree. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so John Moxley taking on Sanoshi Kojima, which is a fantastic match. I like this one. I tried my best. I didn't want to. Here's the thing: I was going to butcher it with my Pittsburgh accent, so I decided to kind of give it some prominence with my terrible, with your terrible accent, terrible Japanese accent. Um, I, I refuse to John Cena this. Oh, 
I'm not going to apologize to anyone. Oh my goodness. So how how would you say it? Satoshi Kojima. Okay. Without an accent. Okay. Well, then go ahead. You give me your prediction then, since you can say things <laughs> so, so correctly. I think, think Moxley is going to win this, and and uh, I think it'll be a good match. My only hope is that John Moxley has to eat a Kojima clothesline because he throws a brutal short arm and long form clothesline. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I just, oh man, I think Moxley could sell it like a champ. And Kojima has been known to take people like out of wrestling because he'll give people concussions with, with close lines. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great story, I think, it, and I think it was Mark Calloway, so the Undertaker. He talked about at one point where he and Kojima did something whenever uh, WWE had a Japan promotion. Then he told Kojima, "I don't want to take any of your clotheslines," and Kojima did it anyway. <laughs> And gave The Undertaker a soft tissue concussion. <laughs> you, you and Mark just on first name basis? Yeah, me and Mark Calloway. Since he retired. What's up, Mark? Good to hear from you, buddy. Hope to get you on the podcast soon. Uh, speaking of legends uh, that probably should have retired, Paul White, also formerly known as The Big Show, taking on QT Marshall, if you want to say it like a dum-dum, with Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado uh, as his side cards here. From, what, are they, what do they call themselves? Just The Factory? The factory, yes. yeah, no, yeah. There you go. It's just dumb. This is a match I didn't think needed to happen. Nope. Um, this is great for elevation. <laughs> this is super good for elevation. Yes, this will push that promotion to the roof. Or waste ten minutes of my time on a dynamite at some point. I, I, I see. Uh, Paul White is going to lose this match to QT Marshall because you're not going to only have interference from Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. Now you have all the interference from the Gun Club. Yeah, that's going to happen. Billy, how could you? Yeah, Billy. Mr. Ass, you're an asshole. <laughs> so it's only setting up a feud for Paul White and, um, and Billy Gunn. And Billy Gunn. So maybe the only thing I want to see less than this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Raw 2005, it's Colin. It wants its match back. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, I mean, this match obviously uh, booked for QT Marshall and the factory and the gun club to all bump around Paul White while he leans on a rope. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't know if you saw his little bit of action it on Wednesday night. He looked rough. Man can barely move. He's looking like Andre <sighs> at this point. He's just going to lean and watch people bump around him. <laughs> That's going to be tough to watch, too, because I really love Paul White. I loved Paul White. Especially when he character. was in such good shape Dude. like two or three years ago. He got cut. Yeah. Like He was like... For the uh, Shaq match. Yeah. That never happened. Mm. Still could, though. I mean, there's like for some reason, AEW still keeps like airing all the... Oh, no. Not once everybody sees him in the ring. <laughs> it won't happen after Sunday. So that's going to probably be the match where I go and reload on beer. That'll be my piss break. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Paul. Unless... You know what? We've said this before about matches on these cards being like just pissy. I'll go pee real quick when he's entering because his new music sucks. Too. Also, too. <laughs> yeah, dude. I missed the Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Like, yeah. Well, I missed that, dude. I, I know Dallas is in the worst health ever. and He's still recovering. But can you just go prop him up to a microphone real quick and have the Suns come back out and put on some new music for Paul White? Because this new music sucks balls. <laughs> I can't do it. Wow. So, moving on to a match here that, again, I don't think anyone really wanted, but it's a good swan song for Chris Jericho. Um, so the <laughs> I, He's the, winning. The Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, Chris Jericho, is taking on uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, or my jerk-off friend, in a singles match with the stipulation that if Jericho loses, he must retire from in-ring competition. Um, I, you're saying that Jericho's going to win. I think Jericho's no, going to lose. For, I'm lying. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a great way for Jericho to find, like, as he's always said he wanted to do, just make his way out to let younger stars 
takeover and what better way to finally put over mjf as the legend killer like that that's what AEW needed they needed someone like a randy orton who took out legends and this is a good way for mjf to start that and it's going to push jericho into more uh commentator positions where he's really good i don't everyone's like he shouts all that's how he talks that's just how he talks and he's going to do really well at it and can you only imagine the draw that he has being an announcer right the fucking crowd pops when he comes out he's like jr when JR comes out to the Oklahoma fight song, everyone pops. So if, if JR is going to keep coming out to Judas to go do commentary, the fans are going to pop, man. It's, it's fantastic. So, Jericho, bless your heart for doing the thing you always promised you would do, making way for younger talent. MJF, I hope that you can carry the torch. Uh, like, I think that you can. Yeah, I think he can, too. Yeah. I think this is a well-deserved uh, push for MJF here. Uh, Chris has, has been losing some steps, but is still entertaining. Um, but yeah, I think this is the end of the road for him. Uh, it makes no sense to have MJF beat him three times and then him win the yeah. the final match. Like that that's not a conclusion to this story. No. So it only makes sense that MJF wins. Um, and also in multiple interviews, Chris Jericho has said that the Allstate, specifically the Allstate Arena in Chicago, which sad this isn't there. The Punk return was there, but um, too bad this isn't. He's always said that was his favorite venue to fight in. So at least he's in Chicago. It just makes sense that he's going to yeah. go out on this card. And I, I'll, I, I will say this off the rip. If this is Jericho's retirement match, if he retires from in-ring competition, I'll, I'll get a little emotional. I like Chris Jericho. I always have. Uh, I won't. I'll be drinking, I'll be drinking bubbly for MJF. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to a match that... I think is going to be fantastic. The outcome is very predictable, but the match should be pretty good. Yeah, Miro coming in against Eddie Kingston, our friend, our our just wonderfully celebrated friend of the podcast, friend of the fan podcast. of Billy Strings, uh, Eddie Kingston coming in for a singles match for the AEW TNT Championship. Now, before I saw Eddie Kingston give Miro an exploder suplex, that was phenomenal and seeing how strong eddie kingston was i was like mm, this is gonna be like a squash match again for the tnt title not now not now miro's winning let's get it out of our brains right now miro wins but i'm gonna tell you right now eddie kingston's gonna push miro to his absolute limits yeah i mean if he can give oh boy what's his name shoddy lee yeah uh make him look that good on offense yeah. not saying he's not a talented guy but right. made him look good on offense made fuego del sol look like a threat for a couple seconds he's gonna make I mean, him and Eddie are just going to go yeah. all out. I think this is going to be a really uh, interesting, like, strong, almost Japanese strong style striking type match. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> with some big slams. And, yeah, but Mira going over in the end. He just hasn't had the title long enough to even, no matter who you throw here, shouldn't be a threat Yeah, uh, quite yet. There needs to be, after this, I think you need to start finding a good story build for Miro. And what a great freaking gimmick he has now being, what is he saying? God's the Redeemer. Uh, yeah, the Redeemer God's and God's, God's favorite champion. Yeah. Um, just a yeah, phenomenal character he's got going right now. Eddie Kingston on Dynamite. It was a minute long, but. Uh, a great freaking... That's all you needed. Yeah, he said you can go to your God and pray for forgiveness <laughs> when I beat you. I mean, just freaking amazing fire from Eddie Kingston as oh, always. Love it. And I think here too, and I'm going to put a prediction out here, I think you see another surprise uh, from AEW. I think Miro's uh, in life, real wife, CJ Lee comes out. Uh, Lana, formerly known as CJ Parker. CJ Parker. AJ Lee. Nah, nah, see, I'm just combining names. Uh, so, Ms. Parker. Boy, would they have... Man, just mix those two together. Wow. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> uh, his real life wife 
is going to come out, uh, Ms. C.J. Parker. I think it's uh, it's set up to be – he cut a couple of promos where he, like, talks somebody off camera and it seems to be his wife. Unless he's teasing, which is good job on And as he row. said in his promo, he only stays on his back for her. Yeah, absolutely. And that's right. We're that's all about monogamy a- in the Jojatorium. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a great match. I think it actually could rival for match of the night. It could. It could. It could. It definitely could. Um, so we move on to a steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship where we see the Young Bucks uh, taking on the Lucha Brothers with uh, <laughs> Good. P- Penta's, Penta's, I can't even say his last name, Alex Abrahantes. I think you got it. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I did it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, he's, if you don't know who that is, if, you, if you're new to AEW, he's the guy who likes to go, Penta says... You can go fuck your mom or whatever. Because <laughs> Penta just like rambles off in Spanish, hurling what I only can assume is like vitriol at people. And then Alex Brantes <laughs> has to be like, ooh, how do I make this a little Penta <laughs> says, make sure you take Gatorade home to your mom because she's dehydrated. <laughs> Let everybody down in like Mexico City who's watching it on telecast on Fight TV is going, oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said, bro. <laughs> that second accent of the day. <laughs> so oh my god. I really think here is where you're going to see a swerve. I really believe the Lucha Brothers are taking home the titles here. I think that it's time to see a changing of the guard. And I want to see the Lucha Brothers win this. And I think I'm just saying it with my heart. Mm-hmm. I, and I and I want it to be so real that I want to say it out loud that the Lucha Brothers take home the titles. Because right mm-hmm. at this point, the Young Bucks have reached that pinnacle of heel where people are like starting to get sick of it. There's too much dominance from the elite. And I think at this point, you, you got to start taking some of their power away. Which worked for Kenny Omega when he took away the Impact title and gave it to Christian. It, it made him feel more defeatable, if that's even a word. Uh, and then the Young Bucks, I think you do the same. And then you can start the slow implosion of the Elite, which would be great. Um, is it going to happen? Probably not, but I hope that it does. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword because if you look at the card, if I pick the Young Bucks, no titles are changing right. hands on this card, which seems weird. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're losing them yet. Uh, I think uh, Brandon Chicken Cutlet's going to get involved. Yeah. Um, I think the Young Bucks are going to pull it out just simply because i think they're waiting and everybody in the elite's going to lose their titles at the same time yeah and Ooh, i don't yeah. so spoiler alert i don't think kenny's losing either tonight yeah. um yeah so i think i think when they lose them it'll be that feel-good story where cowboy wins and maybe dark order takes him the That'd tag cool. belts all on the same yeah. maybe at full gear hoping yeah. for full gear with adam cole being the new leader of the dark order alongside of bray wyatt <laughs> like because <laughs> everyone who leaves wwe Here has to be buddy alone. murphy <laughs> oh no <laughs> the drops that drops down like sting and so, ruby so comes out and she puts up the fucking <laughs> the dark order symbol but um yeah i'm gonna say young bucks in this one still uh it's some I I on a side note I pray for Ray Phoenix's health. I can see him jumping off the steel cage like yep. four times in this yeah. match. Four, <laughs> fucking ten. Did you see? Did you see the uh, end of Dynamite? Yes, where Nick Jackson was just running back and forth, super kicking them both what in the head. He? It looked really brutal. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This match is going to be so good. Oh, yes. I think this might be match of the night. Like, yeah, it could be. I just. I really wish if you're into flippy shit, if this might into, be the match. Yeah, tonight. if you're if you want that like cycle tag and everything, you're not going to get that here. This is more of like a bedlam. Uh, this is going to be like a super 
it's going to be lucha libre style. Oh, it's going to be more of a skilled lucha dance with stunts than yes, than what Miro and Eddie Kingston's going to be. But. Strong style, right. yeah. Uh, moving on to another match here for a title: uh, the AW Women's World Championship is on the line with Doctor Breaker DMD with Rebels or Sidecart taking on Chris Statlander. Which I can only assume Chris is going to bring out someone from Best Friends too. There's no rumor of it or anything, but she's going to bring out somebody. It's going to be whatever. But um, we also have to assume, too, that Rebel will also probably have Jamie Hayter somewhere in the curtain as well. Right. Um, I'd so, imagine Statlander maybe brings out... Um, oh, who's the guy that's injured from Best Friends? Oh. Uh, Not Chuck Taylor, but... Trent. Trent. Beretta, yeah. Yes. I think Trent might come out with... that A good return for yeah, Trent. Yeah, because yeah. he's hurt. He can't do... I mean, yeah. but he could stand there and be supportive. Right. Um, Britt Baker takes us home. Uh, Chris Statlander is not the person she's going to drop the title to. This is not, not yet. Yeah, Chris Chris Statlander is a champion someday, I think, but not yeah, not, not yet. She's not hot yeah. enough yet. Nope. She's getting a lot of push. She's doing a really good job here, but I think what you're going to and this is where I think the Jamie Hader thing is going to come into play because I think Chris Statlander is going to have to uh, beat up Jamie Hader a few times or vice versa, have a good feud with her to get back to Britt Baker at a later time. I agree with that in yeah. Chris Statlander. I do not agree with that in Red Velvet anymore. Yeah. Red okay. Velvet back down the card. Yeah, that's why she's only... Jumping the- on the fire pole to the bottom. Mm, I'd watch it. <laughs> but, uh, so we move on to the match that I I, I can't... If you love wrestling, you're looking forward to this match. CM Punk versus Darby Allen, A singles match. No frills, no stipulations, nothing. There's nobody feuding with either one of these teams right now that's going to run in and cause interference. This is going to be yes. a legitimate one-on-one match. even sting said he's staying in the back yep. so give you give cm punk the living legend i don't care what anyone says everyone's like oh his you know he doesn't deserve it. yes he does he's fantastic shut up he's getting what he deserves and darby allen one of the best young talents in professional wrestling indian and professional combined doesn't matter is getting his chance to showcase with cm punk and it's going to be a lights out match darby allen's going to put his health on the line like oh, yeah. he always does. Oh, yeah. And CM Punk is going to sell that coffin drop and he's going to kick the fuck out. Yep. Eh, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, because I don't think he's losing. No, no. CM and Punk's winning. Allen's got to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree. CM Punk's winning this match. It's in Chicago. It's his first match back. Got to make him look strong. Got to pop the hometown crowd. But this is where they need to bring either a new person in yep. or set up his next feud immediately. Yeah. As he's celebrating, lights go out. Adam Cole comes out. Malachi oh. Black kicks him in the face. I don't care what you do. But somebody's got to – his next opponent needs to be established. Yeah. Now. It's not, it's not going to be Malachi Black because he's still – Oh, he's going through Nightmare the Factory. damn Nightmare Factory. Yeah, so this is maybe this is where Adam Cole – Or Buddy Murphy. Yeah, it's not a big Buddy enough Mur- name. I, I, yeah, but Buddy Murphy's – And like, I think Buddy Murphy's going to – from the vignettes and like all the – I mean, I get really into nerdy stuff on Reddit and the wrestling forums. It looks, like Buddy, it looks like Buddy Murphy's going to come in and join Malachi Black in like some sort of faction. Smart. Because like how his or his promos were set up in the prison, just like yeah. Malachi Black's, they were like in the same prison. So he's either going to feud with him right off the bat or, or like join him. Yeah. Which would be cool. That'd be a great, great tag team. Uh, yeah, CM Punk takes this one home, and Darby Allen's going to really showcase hard on this one. I uh, Like, you prayed for Ray Phoenix. I'm going to pray for Darby Allen because that dude's going to do something extraordinary. <laughs> I'm praying for Punk because he hasn't taken a bump in 30 years. <laughs> well, if he look, has to take a coffin drop on the outside through a table. Or oh, my God. <laughs> well, we always prayed for Sting, and he took that power bomb from Brian Cage, and he made it out okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now he's going through tables again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Kenny Omega, for, for the, the headlining match here, Kenny Omega coming in with the AEW Championship takes on Christian Cage uh, for that championship. And the writing's on the wall. Christian Cage is not winning this match, which is okay. That's fine. I think Christian Cage, if you've looked at it so far, he's doing a very good job in Impact. He's really carrying the banner well. Yeah. He's pushing the viewership of that program up. Like that's what they wanted to do with him. And Kenny Omega has to retain because he has to lose to fucking Cowboy. Cowboy. Shit. So uh, Kenny Omega will win dirty. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say, like, the main event of this card, I'm not that excited for. Like, yep. we've seen it. I yep. think it will be surprisingly good. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just never excited about Christian taking this spot. It makes sense that he's in this spot. Yeah. Um, especially since he's not gonna, I don't think he's going to win either. Um, but yeah, just, it just really, really feels like a stopgap at the end, a stopgap match at the end of your really big card. Like yeah. who knows, but maybe you get another debut here to send everybody home. Tamatanga. Super jazz. Tamatanga. Oh, I'd Tamatanga. Please God, Tamatanga. I'll be in my bedroom for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it until it happens until Tama comes out and decapitates Kenny Omega. Tamatanga, please. So, from Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. Uh, Adam Cole is a legit free agent. There were concerns before. Um, I think there's some concerns now, too. But it looks as if Cole is a 100% free agent. Now, it sounds like Cole is selling himself to a bunch of different promotions at the same time to see what the biggest payday is. He just recently, I think it was as of yesterday, had a meeting with uh, Vince McMahon. Um, Cole's big sticking point here is that he will not... Sub, like forego his Twitch channel. He won't submit to that third party whatever they're calling it where wrestlers can't do anything for extra cash. Cole has made it clear that he is not giving up anything that he does on third party because it's a huge revenue stream for him first and foremost. Right. Secondarily he connects with his fans on a more intimate level and he really likes that so I don't see Adam Cole uh, re-signing with WWE unless they give him a ton of incentive which vince isn't gonna do he doesn't give up he, vince doesn't negotiate with terrorists i guess is the best way to say it he's just not gonna fucking do it um and also too hey mr cole there there is a pay-per-view happening on september 5th that you'd have a lot of fun at so if you want to come on out to chicago and get some pizza and kick the shit out of somebody we'd really like to see that uh speaking of kicking the shit out of people uh Flair and, uh, yeah, Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax, uh, they have a shoot that's a work, but also a shoot that might not have been a shoot because it was a work that became a shoot. My brain hurts. But on the last edition of Monday Night Raw, Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax engaged in a confusing match, even had Mick Foley scratching his head, uh, with Foley tweeting, basically, what is this match? What's going on right now? Um, you saw Flair and Jax giving each other the stiffest shots I've seen women give each other in the ring since like Gail Kim wrestled in TNA because she used to stiff kick people like hard uh, Beth Phoenix but not only that you saw Flair half-assing into moves for Jax which clearly pissed off Nia she was throwing like elbows hard slaps big chops um, and then dropping Flair on her shoulders and her neck. Yeah. Like, it's completely. Yeah, Flair was totally bad. sandbagging. Even running the rope, she was just like <laughs> yeah. lightly jogging. It's like, oh, well. But they got into that one exchange where like Flair like face washed her a little bit. Yeah. And Nia just looks at her and goes, don't. Yep. And then Flair <laughs> said something back and she did like two palm strikes like really hard. Sick. And you can 
in my opinion, you can tell it's a freaking shoot because go back and watch it and look at the ref's face. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh. And then he gets really excited. <laughs> you get those tell on his face. He's like, I can't stop him. Yeah. And it's going to take at least a whole minute before anyone from the back is called out to stop this because – I mean, we constantly poke fun at Nia Jax for being completely unsafe and Charlotte Flair from being so over for no reason whatsoever. They're both fucking strong as hell, dude. Right. Nia Jax is huge. She's strong. Charlotte Flair is strong as fuck. Like, you're going to need people to separate them, and they probably could have got to some serious blows here. But the funny thing is, is that uh, insiders say after the match, the two were seen speaking to each other in the back, like as if nothing ever happened. Right. They were able to say that was in the ring, we we'll leave it there, and that's it. Um, and, well, we are going to be looking at a Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair title match here soon. Um, and hopefully for the sake of the promotion, they don't fall back into this because you're not going to be able to sell pay-per-views with this. Kind I would of just draw after the way these two acted, I would just drop that whole plan. I don't know how yeah. long you, until you have the next pay-per-view, but just figure something else out. Yeah. Just have to. put Nikki back in there. Or something Please. like, jeez, this is awful. Yeah. Um, I had a longer thing here for Eva Marie continues to be unimpressive, but, Honestly, she doesn't sell. She can't fight. She can't talk. She can't do anything. So that's the whole yeah. thing. That's all. That's all that's she it. deserves. <laughs> yeah. Boom. See ya. Braun Strowman, now known as Adam Shear, is going to make his first appearance post WWE. So he is teamed up with EC3 for the Free the Narrative Two, the Monster in Us All. It looks as if uh, Mr. Shear is going to take on EC3 on a one-on-one match. It's going to be streaming on Vimeo for ten dollars. It's going to be on October first. Mm. Um, it seems to be. It might be more of a cinematic match which EC3 is known for. Very creative guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a good writer. He's a good actor. So it'll be cool to see him. And, and Adam Shear, for as much as people gave him a bunch of shit for the whole choo-choo train thing, which we did that too. That wasn't his fault. That was not his fault. And he did very well with it. He still is Mr. Big Choo-Choo to me, though. Big choo And I think you'll agree with me. I don't know if you've seen his recent Instagram post, but he's like the second most jacked Adam you know right now. <laughs> No, dude, for, for dude, sure. Dude looks like Bane from yeah, Batman, man. dude. He looks gigantic. He just took all that time off, and he's like, I'm not going to eat food on the road anymore. I saw like, pe- Speaking of which, I saw him at like a giant beach party that I think was sponsored by Cheez-Its. So it's just this big jacked man in like really, really tiny uh, swim trunks yeah. eating Cheez-Its. And I was like, you know what? I love you, Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> also, you don't eat those fucking Cheez-Its. <laughs> uh so quickly to here, Buddy Murphy got some heat. Um, he tweeted out a rapturous decree of freedom uh, on his Twitter handle. Uh, it looks like he just went out and got like a stock photo of two wrists with shackles broken. And people kind of lost their shit about it because it kind of, you know, inferred that he was a slave. And, you know, and it's, listen, Twitter's the Wild West, but when you have all his eyes on you, be a little more careful with what you put on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, and not to give him too much of an excuse, but he's, not, he's from Australia. Yeah. He grew up in Australia, so he doesn't, he might not know as readily as readily as us in america about yeah. that I, i'm not trying to give him excuses but like you said it was also a stock photo if you just google image search freedom it's, it's like in the top yeah. yeah it was the top of mine <laughs> so it's got to be in like your top five top yeah. ten and and it goes along with the what his yeah. character has been Absolutely. um so yeah it was just a, a little careless uh, i don't think there was any intentional harm on his part no and you can tell too because he quickly apologized was vehement about his apologies and really uh took it took it to the next level by apologizing to people individualistically and then he was able to take down the tweet and put it back up with two birds swiftly yeah. exiting a cage to fly into the great unknown which we would know as freedom baby oh it was that was birds flying from a cage. I thought it was birds flying from Matt Riddle's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, motherfucker. 
So, last but not least here, a little bit of sad news. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi is asking for help. Uh, Rikishi issued a call to the public to assist the San Francisco Bay Area police in finding the suspects who allegedly shot and killed his 16-year-old niece. Uh, reports say uh, that the Bay Area police are offer offering a $50,000 reward to anyone with information that could assist in the apprehension of the suspect. So, the boys here in the Jojitorium encourage you to go to Rikishi's Twitter, Instagram, everything, and just keep pushing pushing his um social media just to share it terrible luck for that i mean that yeah. family's had a lot of violent crime in the past just wrong place wrong time from what yeah. i can tell and i have uh one more sad story okay. that happened later this week um shannon spurl uh who played daphne in wcw and in tna passed away this week um a really disturbing death for wrestling she was only 46 i believe um, and was seen the night before she went missing uh, on an Instagram live saying, um, you know, that she was depressed, yeah. uh, had a small gun next to her, uh, just saying she felt alone, yada, yada, yada. Um, and at some point, I don't mean to yada, yada. I mean, it's all important. Yeah. Um, but at the end, a very important thing she said was uh, that she was suffering from CTE and to send her brain to Boston. Yes. Um, so it's tough. It's uh, tough when it's suicide. It's tough when it's a woman. Yeah. It's tough when it's a young woman, uh, relatively young. Um, and just for all of our listeners, if you need help, uh, suicide should never be the answer. Um, I know not to put our personal shit out there too much. Me and Matt have both been in similar uh, places at different points in our lives. And uh, just go get help. Uh, go get, go see, seek yeah. a therapist. Go talk to a friend. Uh, even if you don't know us, talk to us. Yeah. Uh, hit our DMs. Uh, I know some therapists you can talk to. Um, but just never, never let it be this. Uh, this this hit me real hard, and it's somebody I don't personally know. I just yeah enjoyed her on TV. Um, the screen queen, man. But just yeah. for somebody to go out in that tragic and that uh, morbid of a way uh, sucks, and nobody should have to go through that. So again, if if you're ever feeling that way. Um, just reach out to a therapist, uh, the suicide hotline, uh, mental health is, is a thing and it's, uh, it's real and it's okay to talk about now. I, I know there's a stigma in our, in past generations that just suck it up and drink a beer or whatever, but, uh, it's, it's a real thing. And if you need help, reach out. Yeah. And just to echo that you don't want to wrestle with mental health all by yourself. Um, we are here. No, it's okay to need help. Yeah. It's really hard to get over by yourself. Yeah. It's uh, you need you need people on your side. Um, and Adam's right. We've been in both. We've both been in situations like that when we've gone out and gotten the the help that we needed. And it's been beneficial for us. So um, if you need guidance on that, please feel free to get with us. We'll help you out. And if not, you can actually search out uh, the suicide hotline uh, on, on Google and it gives you a multitude of numbers. And also here in the greater Pittsburgh area, the Resolve Crisis Network is available 24 uh, seven through the Mercy Behavioral Health program so so we are going to go into a break where we talk about something to trim up your nuts and a way to get your podcast online now the reason why we say that is because you can go support them and when you support them you support us and when you support us we bring you cool stuff and we got lots of cool stuff in the works for you guys so we're gonna see you on the other side take a second to listen and check them out thank you I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, 
the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no-scrape technology. Yep. No cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boys sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because if you do, you can go support them. Because when you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some pretty cool stuff. So I threw out to the Twitterverse for a little showdown. On our last episode, we talked about high school dances, whether you liked them or not. Adam found a wife. I just got sweaty. So we asked you guys, did you love them? You never went to them? Or your mom made you go? Uh, 25% of you guys said you loved them. So that's good for you. Uh, 75% of you guys said that you never went to them. And I guess none of your moms cared enough to push out the door with a bow tie on that you didn't want to wear. <laughs> because zero of you uh, were made to go. Um, I would say that I think Adam and I fall into the the I the 75%. Maybe not never went to them, but just didn't like them. N- nobody wrote in French forever? <laughs> you want French forever? <laughs> So, we are in round two. We have beers. Round two beers. Adam, what did you bring for us to have in round two? So, for round two, we got another beer that will be featured prominently at Barrel and Flow. September 11th, again, just a reminder. Go back to the beginning if you need a whole full rundown. But, yeah, great beer. Beer fest again. Um, But we have Shop Talk from Revolution Brewing Company, and they collabed with 18th Street Brewing. So, Revolution uh, Brewing Company is... Uh, Chicago, Illinois brewery that makes incredible stouts. I haven't had much else from them uh, until now. Shop Talk is a West Coast, 7% uh, West Coast IPA. And then the brewery they collabed with is the black artist for this collaboration. It's 18th Street Brewery. It's a black-owned brewery, which black-owned breweries make up 1% of breweries in the U.S. Um, and they're out of Hammond, Indiana. So a nice. uh, little Midwest yeah. uh, brewery that got to work with one of the big boys in Chicago. Um, that's a dream come true for me. Yeah. I, that's, that's really cool. Um, and as far as this beer goes, it is, like I said, a West Coast Classic IPA. Uh, it is uh, hopped with Centennial, Amarillo, Chinook, and Cryo Simcoe hops. Oh, yeah. And I can tell you right now, uh, West Coast is one of my favorite beer styles um there's an episode we had uh quite a quite a few ago where we were doing our mount rushmore beer styles and i think it was just like a race for number one between coffee stouts and and west coast ipas uh this west coast ipa hits the spot super bitter just the way you like it a nice nice cut those cr- that cryo sings through yes so delicious that cryo simcoe is yes. mostly what i'm getting i get the centennial too but it's the cryo man so piney yeah it's really good Floral uh, in aroma, but I don't get a lot of floral in the hot. Well, now at the end, I'm kind of getting it. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Super dry, very light. The malt's not getting in the way of the hops on this one. No. Color's on point, too. Aroma's punching the back of your nose. This is 
uh, a West Coast that I wish was made all the time. It's it's awesome that it's a collab. It also sucks that it's only a collab because if this was in cans, uh, this would be in my fridge at oh, all times. It, it is in bottles. Uh-oh. Um, I'm not sure where you can find it right now. But, maybe, maybe uh, I think T- Tavor had it on. Ooh, okay. I don't know if they're still – they were doing like packages of a couple of the barrel and flow beers together. Uh, I know they did a really big package for people that couldn't make it to Pittsburgh yeah. so they could enjoy some of the collab beers. Then they did a smaller uh, – it's an eight-pack, but I think you get four different beers, two oh, of each. Oh, okay. Uh, me and my wife got that one. It yeah. hasn't come in yet. But, nice. Um, yeah, I'll share, I'll share, I'll share one You're with wonderful. you sometime. You're wonderful. Thanks again, Adam, for bringing these beers in, and thanks again to Barrel and Flo for putting on a fantastic event. Again, get your tickets, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. VIP is worth it. There's going to be a tons, of, tons of cool stuff there possibly killer mike who knows yeah. who knows there's a collab with run the jewels going on over there so just check it out it might be one of those tony Khan twists uh mike killer mike comes out and who, uh, pop everyone will pop yeah be get, crazy. get out there get your tickets uh show the world that pittsburgh can be the city that yeah. helps change this fucking world you know what i mean absolutely so just so you guys know if you've been listening for uh, what 28 episodes now uh, this is the 20th episode or so on and so forth, whatever I think we're in, uh, close to 30. Uh, you know we're a wrestling podcast, uh, and we like to play Fancy Booker from time to time. So what I did is I dug back into the archives and I found a Bleacher Report ranking the top 25 wrestlers of all time. Uh, I, took a, I took a look at the top 10, and I want to mix it in, Adam, with 10 of our choosing and come up with a fantasy card uh, that we would actually like to see in the Jojitorium Wrestling Promotion, the JWP, the Super Card Showdown. So, off the rip, I'll tell you what the top 10 are from Bleacher Report. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, you know, at, known to me as Mark Calloway. Oh, Marky. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Rock, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and the Icon Sting. That is quite a top 10. Um, not to be disparaged, the other uh, 15 wrestlers that did not make it could easily contend for the top 10. But for the sake of time and what we're trying to do here, I only took the top 10. So now, Adam, we have to pick 10 wrestlers that we like, uh, that we want to bring into this. And I don't think we want to, we don't want to say that we don't want people that aren't indie or it could be anybody. Okay. So, um, the way we could do this is we'll just go back and forth. You say one, I'll say one, and we'll go on, so on and so forth. Sound okay? Sounds good. Okay. So since you are a champion, I want to give you firsties. Boy, are you being so nice to me. You're such a champion. I can't help myself. I'm going to go, and a lot of mine are going to be like new, new guys. That's like, fine. So we're doing like classics with super fresh guys. Yes. Um, my number one to go on the list is MJF. Okay. Wonderful pick. I'm going to go with Darby Allen. Ah, so you're going the similar route. Very much so. Um, Adam Hangman Page. Oh, nice. I am going to go with Mr. Brody Lee. Rest in peace. John Moxley. Um, let see here. I'm going to go Adam Cole. Ooh, thank you. So I didn't have to say two Adams. <laughs> uh, Malachi Black, then. Wonderful. I'm spelling his name wrong on the computer. That's fine. Forgive me. Malachi. That's Tommy End. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I fought him in Belgium. <laughs> 
2005. Yo, when my mask fit. <laughs> uh, forgive me for this one, but Matt Cardona. I will forgive you for that one. That fucking boys. He is such a good heel right now. He's pissing off the entire wrestling community. <laughs> there's one I should say, and then there's one I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> CM Punk. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. Uh, and then last but not least, I got to think of somebody good here to round it out. Uh, you weren't thinking of the other guy. I wasn't thinking of the other guy. Oh, gosh. This is tough. This is the guy we're going to round it out with. Um, God. I almost want to say Eddie Kingston because kind of I love him so much. Ooh. But I'm not going to say that. Um, Jay White. Ooh, okay. I was going to go Kenny Omega, but I like Jay White better. That's I'm, the guy I didn't want. To, I don't yeah. like, but I should have should have said. <laughs> fuck fuck yeah. that. Well, the thing is, this is a, this is for us, man. This is totally for us. So we have a top ten from uh, Bleacher Report, and we have our top ten that we're picking to mix it up with. So, like any good card, we're gonna have an opening match. So, the way I think this should work is we should be able to do it any way we want to. So, if you want to take two from the top ten from Bleacher Report, or two from the top ten from our wrestlers, or however you want to do it. Um, or if you want to make it like a three-way dance, whatever you want it to be. So, Adam, looking at this list, who do you think should kick this match off? Hulk Hogan. Okay. So, what a racist. Versus Matt Cardona. And Darby Allen. Because hopefully Darby Allen and Matt Cardona combined will kill that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it'll just break his heart to be in the opening match. It will. It, it would kill him inside. I should have put freaking Nick Gage on this list. <laughs> yes. Because then it's like Hulk Hogan, Nick Gage, pizza hardcore cut, match. Pizza cut, pizza cut. <laughs> uh, cut that hot dog skin. So my, my pitch to you to rival yours is I want to say I want to put The Undertaker Ver better put him against the right person. Brody Lee. Oh, that's a second good. Yeah. Two big I was guys. I him versus Malachi. That would be cool, but I think the styles clash so much. Because that's the first thing that came to my mind. But the styles clash so much that you might not get what you want out of it. But I think Undertaker versus Brody Lee, two kind of hosses, have very similar uh, skill sets. I think Brody Lee's faster than the Undertaker, but I think the Undertaker has more, this is weird to say, top rope ability. <laughs> so it'd be a cool matchup. Um, so out of these two... We'll take yours. Okay. <laughs> Since mine was more of a joke. <laughs> okay. I just want to see Hulk Hogan die. Yeah, we all do. I will sir. not be putting him in any of the other matches. <laughs> Figured I'll use the opening match as my joke. Trying to kill him early. So we have a tag team match here, uh, which is going to be pretty cool because we have to like formulate tag team matches. So actually, what I'm going to do here, too, I'll take people out as we use them. So Brody Lee's gone and The Undertaker's gone. Okay. So then we can't double them up. So if we look back at all of our our people now I'll go first on this one since you went first on the other one. So I'm going to take hangman, Adam page and Adam Cole, and I'm going to put them up against Roddy, Roddy Piper and sting. Nope. What do you got? I'm going odd couples match. Okay. So I want Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Oh, <laughs> you already win. <laughs> Versus. I kind of like your second team, though. Yeah? No, I want uh, I want Hangman somewhere else, too. Okay. Um, Adam Cole, though. Okay. And who would he not get along with? He's kind of a swarmy heel. Uh, Darby Allen. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Darby Allen. Or because you're winning no, this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because CM Punk and Darby Allen have like a a good relationship. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so super heel versus super baby face right now. So you're going to use Adam Cole and Darby. Yep. Okay. So you win that one off the rip because you cho- you chose <laughs> HBK and Bret Hart, and that's like a whole tag team that would never happen. Those those two, if they if they could, they would kill each other. I'm I'm about to go on a run that you're gonna. Mm, that's okay. Kill me for. That's all right. That's what that's what we do. This man. Unless you take one of my guys. I never. I got a great IC champ and a great Extreme Rules match. Okay. So you you're actually first on IC champ. So cool. Ready blow, to just not even pick. Blow my mind. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Hangman Adam Page. Okay, you win. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's similar <laughs> similar size. I would imagine. Wow. And, like, similar athletic abilities. I think it would just be, like, a match for the ages. And literally my favorite guy on the top ten. Well, one of my favorite guys on the top ten list against my favorite guy right yeah. now. Uh, my pick for this was actually going to be uh, The Rock and um, uh, John Moxley Oh, for the IC. Yeah, just just hold your horses on yeah, Moxley. I'm def- about to blow your socks off with him in this Extreme Rules match. So, I actually get to go first in the Extreme Rules match. I'm not going <laughs> to pick John Moxley because... I kind of I kind of feel where you're coming from on this one. So for a hardcore match, I'm actually going to pick Malachi Black and Matt Cardona because Matt Cardona oh, two just, newbies. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a cool matchup. Matt Cardona taking on Nick freaking Gage, and that was a good match. And I think Malachi Black has the ability to go hardcore as fuck. So what do you got? Ready? Yep. Because just think of the promos and then the match resulting from this. Okay. John Moxley versus Roddy Piper. <laughs> You're really good at this. Oh, my God, dude. And all I can think for Roddy Piper, as far as Extreme Rules goes, is that yeah. match he had at WrestleMania with Goldust. Oh, my. Where he hit him with the Cadillac. Yep. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Yes. You're what? welcome. Okay, so it boils down now. We have a championship match. A championship match here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and I think you're first. On this one. So I think I want a fatal four-way this, but I'm willing for you to whittle it down to just two of these guys. You can do whatever you want. This, so this is a card to end all cards. We have Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Versus yep. The Rock. Okay. Versus CM Punk. Versus hmm, MJF. Fantastic. Fantastic. I would be willing to whittle that down to just Stone Cold versus CM Punk. And that's what I was going to say. But here's my pitch to you. I say triple threat match. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have CM Punk. And you have... And it's in their primes, right? Right. Sting. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I was going to say don't throw the rock in there because we already saw CM Punk rock before. Yeah. So CM Punk, Stone Cold, Sting. Because... because the other thing, too, for CM Punk... Special guest referee, yeah. Ric Flair. <laughs> you want to go with that? Now, though. Now. Not in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to run with that one? Sure. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel bad leaving Rick out. <laughs> oh, so he says uh, Sting, and then old Ric Flair. And then can I add another step? Yeah. Like, every time there's a false finish, yeah. Hulk Hogan's on a dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a dunk tank, but instead of water, it's yeah. like ghost pepper hot sauce, and he doesn't have goggles. Nice. So every time there's a false finish, he plops into Can the I water. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. Like the clockwork orange, like eye-opening 
things. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we put this on too. So we have we have a phenomenal card here. So Adam, we have to go through and we have to figure out who's winning these matches. Okay. Oh no, I didn't know that was part of it. Yeah, that. buddy, you thought we were just gonna make the card? We have to execute the card. So the first ever JWP Supercard opens up in the Jojatorium. Just imagine the brew space is bigger, of course. Yep. And it opens up. Yeah, there's no high flying down here. No, it's a lot of low flying. Uh, so we open up with the first match here. Undertaker versus the late, great Mr. Brody Lee. So two guys, big guys uh, that have similar skill sets. Brody Lee doesn't really rely so much on like choke slams and stuff like that. He's more, he actually has like a pretty strong like uh, super kick. I think he does pretty good with that. And he's very character oriented, I think to the point where he kind of rivals Undertaker's ability to work a crowd. So my stab at this is I'm going to say that Mr. Brody Lee actually defeats the Undertaker in a long match. We're talking about a good 15-minute match. But I think Brody Lee takes it uh, with uh, the kind of like an offensive flurry at the end, like lots of power slams leading up to uh, like a good finish. Like he brings back something fun like... I don't know, like the Scorpion Death Drops, like something because he likes to pay homage to the people. So like something old school. Yeah, yeah. So I take Mr. Brody Lee by pinfall. I won't. I won't disagree with that. Okay. I like. I like that choice. Um, I do want a big boot kickoff at some point in the match, though. Yes. Where they're just both throwing just big front kicks into each other's faces, like going off the ropes. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah, I like that a lot too. So going into a match that you've created here, uh, we have Bret Hart with the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, I'm gonna say, can I say this though too? This is like a week after the Montreal screw job. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you Vince have- McMahon still has the loogie in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Cole and Darby Allen are teaming up on the other side of here. This is for a tag team championship. So Adam, this is your match. I'm gonna let you take this one away. I gotta say, since that Montreal Screwdrop is so fresh, there's gonna be some dissension on the Bret Hart HBK match Ooh. after like a 20 minute marathon yeah. uh, of just high flying action uh, and well, whatever Bret Hart does. <laughs> <laughs> lots Te- of, technical wrestling, lots of going off the roads, um, trying to get submissions. But no, I think Adam Cole gets the pin for his team on HBK via super kick. Perfect. Yeah. And I was hoping you'd say that because everyone says, well, not everyone, but a lot of people say that Adam Cole is like the modern day HBK, which I can't argue with. He has the same, like, same style, man. And it would be really cool if Adam Cole lined up in the corner and whispered, I love you, before he hits him with it. So I agree with you 1000%. So Adam Cole, by pinfall. Can it, be, can it still be prime? Right after Screwjob, Shawn Michaels, but can he be bald like he is now? <laughs> oh, totally. This is t- this is like this is like WWE. He, looks like, a, he looks like a brutalized thumb now. Yeah. Oh, he looks so bad. He's so haggard. Oh god. Yeah. I was like, I kind of bought into the head shave thing when he first started. Now he looks like he's that guy that you don't talk to at the bar. He's like, let me tell you about the time that I was in the war, and he was never in the war. Yeah, because now he's like horseshoe bald, and he's not keeping up on the sides very nope. well. Yeah, nope. He looks uh, like he's going to start talking to himself a little bit. He looks bit. like he's going to start being the uh, superintendent of the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> Superintendent like, Chalmers. He, he looks like he looks like Leahy. <laughs> he really does. Get a little drinky-poo. Get a little drinky-poo. So we move on to the IC Championship with Macho Man Randy Savage taking on Hangman Adam Page. Now, I know you made this match, but I want to just take my shot at finishing this match, if you don't mind. You better do it right. I'm going to. Trust me, because I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to tell you right now that, first off, Macho Man Randy Savage is winning this match. 
hands down. Now, the reason why he's going to win this match is because it's going to be outside interference. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now you're making me mad. Yeah. From Diamond Dallas Page, the infamous... <laughs> The infamous double cross where he took off the mask and it was Diamond Dallas Page is taking everybody out in the NWO. But he's going to take, so you're going to think he's there for the Macho Man, but he's going to turn to Hangman Adam Page and hit him with the fucking Diamond Cutter. Boom, baby. Macho Man Randy Savage wins by outside interference over Hangman Adam Page. So Adam Page doesn't lose clean, so he can still come back and wrestle. And, you know, JWP card number two. For the same championship, where he will take it back from the Macho Man or any savage, but the Macho Man's going to win it this time with a surprise entrance from DDP. I think, like Vince Russo, you're overbooking this thing. Uh, <laughs> I think Macho can just win it with the big elbow off the top. brawl for it all. Uh, I think I think a, a long uh, a long match here, but uh, Macho Man takes it. Okay, so I, I'm happy with that. But why okay. DDP's coming out? Can DDP come out in a DDP mask and then take it off? Yes. Like remember in uh, TNA, there's this infamous angle. Where oh, I forget who he was attacking, maybe Jeff Hardy. I don't or Kurt. I think it might have been Kurt Angle and yeah, Sting. Makes sense. And Sting sitting in the crowd wearing a Sting mask. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Sting. So he pulls off the Sting mask to just reveal Sting face paint. Same fucking thing, and it's a surprise attack. I was like, how is that? It's funny that you say that because when you go back and look at it, it's the only significantly jacked person in the front right. row. Oh, yeah. It's like kids and then this yeah. huge guy. It's like it, kid, soccer mom, five fat white guys, <laughs> and then this jacked dude in a sting mask. It's Sting! Why would you pick him? <laughs> oh, gosh. So moving into the Extreme Rules match, we have uh, John Moxley taking on Ra Rowdy Roddy Piper, Adam this is all you, man. Because I feel like you have a plan for this one. I can see the twinkle in your eye for how this one's going to go. You're wrong. I don't have a plan. <laughs> uh, I just could. I was just really thinking about the promos leading up to the match. It would be sick. Absolutely. Um, I think you have to have John Moxley go over in violent fashion. Um, maybe like a... What's he freaking call his move now? Oh, the paradigm shift. Paradigm shift, yeah. Little paradigm shift. I want the new, ja uh, the new Japan version there, the Death Rider, where he oh, gets yeah. overextended. And somehow we get that gold Cadillac back. <laughs> yep. And he death riders Roddy Piper through the windshield. Yep. <laughs> That's the win. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> yes. So, uh, John Moss. And then you cut to a shot of Ronda yeah. Rousey crying. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I couldn't have written it better myself. John, John Mox. Can we say, can we say John Moxley by like, by Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. <laughs> I will follow you. Death Cab for Roddy. So I was going to say, like, Roddy Roddy Piper quits. Like, John Moxley. I think Mox it's just knockout. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this is a TKO. Knock yeah, TKO, yeah. blood loss. <laughs> yes. Man, we should have threw Hulk in this match, too. I hate him so much that I don't even want him to get the spotlight in our made-up Extreme Rules match. Uh, he's in the championship match in yeah. a tub of hot sauce. Yes. So, speaking of that championship match, we have CM Punk versus Stone Cold versus Sting with old Ric Flair as a surprise <laughs> guest. There's time machines here. There's all kinds of time machines. So, um, I think, is it on you? It's on me. It's on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is like Ric Flair that goes to the NWA 73 event this weekend and oh. just talks about all the great people in WWE the whole time. The whole time. 
Billy Corgan must have been just like sitting up in the booth going, like, dude, please, please talk. Like, I love you, Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quit you. You gave me a chance when no one gave me a chance. <laughs> Even though WCW put you over 16,000 different times. So, uh, CM Punk, Stone Cold, and Sting, I think at this point, you're going to, this is a long match. You have three guys that can really carry a match here. And what I want to see is I want to see, and this is the nostalgia in me, I want to see Stone Cold take this one. I feel that Stone Cold, if you put all these three together, I think Stone Cold was the most uh, the most dominant champion of the three. And I'm, I'm saying that because I feel like he had the ability, like he was the rattlesnake. He struck whenever he wanted to. And I think he and Ric Flair will have that like, like WWE love affair together and rick flair hates sting so much mm-hmm. that he's going to interfere on sting at least there you oh my gosh yes we were yes. thinking the same for yes because he turned on sting like four times yes yeah. like you don't see it coming oh they're in the same promotion i bet you rick flair punches sting in the dick at least once <laughs> so i think what is going to happen here you have that nice song and dance whenever you have like a three-way dance and you have to have one one v one and somebody has to be taken out i think chaos in the match is going back and forth and everyone's kind of getting scrambling trying to find offense and every, and stone cold and cm punk are kind of like focusing on each other and all of a sudden you hear the crowd just go oh and it's sting getting crotch shotted by rick flair and then subsequent like chair or something like or he uses the title he uses the title belt yeah. to take sting out in the back and they just like drags him out of the ring and that stings out and i think cm punk and stone cold go back and forth and then the the stunner just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And then like it. one, two, three. Yeah. CM yeah. Punk and Stone Cold go back and forth with false finishes every two minutes for <laughs> twenty yeah. minutes. So Hogan's eyes are bleeding and then Yes. <laughs> stunner. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So uh that is that's a wonderful card, I think, right there. So to go back, we have uh, Birdie Lee winning by pinfall over The Undertaker in the opening match. Uh, Adam Cole and Darby Allen winning by pinfall with a super kick to HBK with an I love you. Uh, the IC Championship going the way of the Macho Man by pinfall. Pretty clean match, according to Adam. Uh, Extreme Rules match with John Moxley TKOing Roddy Piper by blood loss and an I quit. And then the championship match with CM Punk, Stone Cold, and Sting with old school Ric Flair. Uh, as the ref with Stone Cold reigning supreme after Sting gets his dick knocked into his stomach by Ric Flair and CM Punk eats the largest stunner known to modern history. If you guys think you could do better than us, please, by all means, just send us an email to KWTB at gmail.com and let us know what you would have done differently or if you would have made these matches turn out in a different way. Um, but if you don't know and you just want to say how cool we are, you could do that too by following us at DeCaneWTB on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So, Adam... It's been a whirlwind for you, okay? Uh, and as, as your friend, before you go into this, I just want to say how proud I am of you. I really, really am. This is Thanks, not buddy. like funny podcast stuff. I'm very, very proud of you. And I'm so happy. He's about to call me names, everybody. No, I would never call him names <laughs> on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> not while recording. Not while recording. But uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of it. And thank you for working with me on this podcast. 
and I'm so happy that I could tell everybody how proud I am of you. So Thanks, congratulations buddy. again. I really do appreciate that with yeah. all sincerity. And now with all sincerity, yeah. let's make another one and win another one. Let's do it. And that leads us into what's on tap and where can you find us? Yeah, so on tap right now, and I'm trying to get it uh, rid of it this Labor Day weekend. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, hit me up and come pick some up Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I'll be around the Jojitorium all day. Uh, Jason's Sleeping Bag, Marshmallow IPA. Got to get rid of it. Come steal some off of me and try it. Uh, and I also have the Brutal Kitty that needs to get wiped out. So those are both on tap and available right now, as well as the Jojinator Honey Double IPA. Because we are going to be bringing that back this year, but it'll be a new batch. And this one's only been on for like three weeks, so it's still super fresh. Uh, so come get some. Uh, as far as events, nothing much has changed. Uh, September 19th, Homebrew and Chill at All Saints Brewing in Greensburg. Get your tickets now. And then November 6th, Drink the Cookie Table uh, with Fuel by Hops at Spirit in Lawrenceville. I've been told the tickets are 70% of the way sold out, so get your tickets now. Um, and join us for some great beers coming up. Yeah, and if you want to find out what's happening with Adam down here in the Brew Lab in the Jojitorium, all you have to do is follow him at Bash underscore Brew on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and sometimes he goes on Twitter. You can also follow him. I just on- read people's shit. Yeah, he just reads people's <laughs> shit and then he sends it to me. It's great, though. I know he's on there. And then you can follow him on Untapped. Uh, don't forget to find out what's happening with the boys down here in the Jojitorium by following us at uh, KNWTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please continue to send in your questions, comments, and whatevs. Uh, and seek out advice, uh, KNWTB at gmail.com. So from the Championship Arena, Brew Lab, to wherever you are listening to this, until next time, cheers. Cheers.